Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing on what you ain't writing nothing. It's the award-winning Jeff Hawkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Hawkins Show. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. I can never drop square on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where. There's rubble and dust cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say you Everybody, happy Friday. Yeah, much funny. Uh, today on the radio show, we got Jason Smith coming in uh, next segment. Then we got Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. And we got a lot to talk about uh, because there's a lot of stuff going on. And a lot of stuff that will be going on this weekend. Huge weekend of sports. Really big day in sports, honestly. Which we'll all get to in a minute. Before that, I want to say it is good to be back in studio I don't know, Jeffrey. It's been a week. You know, how, yeah. how has it been for you? Uh, this has been a tough week uh, because obviously with you with with you out and then Mark's had a bunch of stuff going on like Monday with everyone, M- Monday with everyone at the court thing. And also, like, I just kept rolling my eyes at the court thing. So that didn't help my attitude, maybe. Well, and bit. then, well, first of all, it feels like and I, I mean, as broadly speaking, I do like Christmas and I do like the holidays, but I do acknowledge that they they bring stress. They on bring top yes. of all the other stuff that we have in our lives anyway, paying our bills and dealing with our kids, and when all of a sudden you've got to be shopping for people and planning whatever travel you're planning. 
Like, I normally have a, uh, you've been, I normally have a Christmas party. I just threw in the towel this year. I'm like, I'm not. We'll get them next year. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get them next year. I, I, I did that with Christmas cards a mm-hmm. long time ago. I got yours, by the way. You look great. Uh, but I, uh, I, uh, I would say Josephine. Several years ago, I several decades ago now, I said I used to send out Christmas cards, and I'm like, no, nope, that bit the dust. And like we it's, tried, it's just a lot. It's it's and I for all of you out there, whatever you're doing, I want to sympathize. I want to say I empathize with you. It is a lot. A, we're all busy all the time anyway. We work too hard uh, as a, as as a people, and uh, life is too damn complicated, and in all the ways that we all know it's too damn common. And it can't even have to taxes or insurance claims or your different phone. It's just ridiculous how complicated we make everything. So that's hard. B, you're then dealing with with uh, all the logistics of the holidays, the parties and the and the gifts you have to get. And the now i got to get stuff for stockings still. I still do stockings and all of this stuff. We had our first year of having to get teacher gifts. <laughs> teacher gifts, that's another one. Uh, there's all this stuff. And then the sadnesses that people feel around the holidays anyway, which a lot of people do, the sense of loss. Like, it does occur to me at this time of year, every year now, that I don't have to buy presents for my parents. Yeah. You know? And then you you have this uh, sense of that sadness or whatever else that, that, that you're not the people who you miss and whatever. And then it feels like the whole world is sick. Um, like, everyone is Right been, now, for sure. Everyone has been sick. Uh, and so, and then I was sick and Claire's been sick and it's just like, it's been something. And, and honestly, when I do the, when I do the show on the phone, I know it's not good. Like I don't, I've torn because on the one hand, I feel an obligation to be here. I do like doing the show and whatever else we need. And so I feel like on the other hand, I sometimes feel like I'd be better off just not because the it's on the phone for God's sake. Mm-hmm. The radio's we, you know the sound quality. Let crap, me be clear. It's whatever. I else. thank you for doing it by the phone. So I appreciate all you all have for hanging in with us, and uh, because we have been uh, and 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 honestly, we're you're just we're going through everything that y'all are going through, and uh, and through all of this, I usually am in the holiday season jolly. I really am. Like I whistle. Mm-hmm. I whistle. You love it's, carols. It's been pointed out to me that I whistle as I go. Th- it's true. I'll be walking through my house whistling, or do, I'll, I listen to Christmas carols. I like all. I, I I love it, but it's been a week. So anyway, and then we have everything that we have um, today and tomorrow, which is a lot uh, because we have the return of. Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. I was going to say if I if I took them in order of importance, the return of Dylan Brooks, okay, the return of John Morant, okay, and the return to FedEx Forum of Penny Hardaway and the Tigers. Yep. It depends how you define it. Like the return of John Morant is the most important. But a press conference about his return. I'll say, say that return doesn't actually happen until next week. Right. So, um, so in terms of what the the events that matter, the return of Dylan Brooks is the least important. Yes. 
e- even it's less important than because they the played media. it twice already, the, and the, 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 it's less important than the media availability about the return of John Morant, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of the event itself, the return of the Tigers to FedEx Forum is yep. the most important, it's the biggest game, right? Of the game. Locally, yeah, yeah. So that's the biggest. So we'll get to that last. We'll start about Dylan first. Um. It normally pains me when people boo the home guys who I don't think, like, who who I think. It doesn't pain me if you boo. boo, It never never has pained me if you drew boo Draymond Green, right? But when you booed Brady White or when you booed like, got one of ours, Mm -hmm. right? I'm. Some people say I lecture people about it. Whatever. I, I just it's not my thing. I don't and it. And I, I feel for those people because I think, like, in takes of Brady White, he's busting his ass. He's doing the best he can, whatever else. And so I don't really love booing your own people particularly. I'm not like, you can never boo your own team. Like, I've wanted to boo my own teams, whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't love the individually individual-pointed booing at your own guy. And Dylan Brooks, for the longest time, has been one of our own guys. But Chris Harrington wrote a piece um, today. Uh, yesterday, I went up yesterday at the Daily Memphian. I'd urge you read it because it's perfect, perfect piece. It is headlined "Boo This Man," and he says that the way you, in fact, pay tribute to a heel, the way you pay tribute to a villain, respectful booing. It's to boo them. Mm-hmm. It's it's w- w- literally what they are put on earth to to receive. Mm-hmm. In the same way that some people love to hear cheers, Dylan wants to like that is what he and so. It is a uh, homage to Boo Dylan Brooks, and with a smile, I think, is the way he put it. So um, I do think he will be booed, and I think it's fine. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you entirely. I mean, I think sometimes I'm a big believer of I don't tell you how to fan. Right. You fan the way that you want to fan. I – Oh, and I'm, I'm not telling you here. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right. But I think what is always kind of – annoyed me the most is when I think anger or booing is misplaced. Like, in the end, the booing of Chandler Parsons initially, it really wasn't booing Chandler Parsons. The guy was hurt. Like, he couldn't, he, you know, the booing was really the frustration with the organization. And so, like, that would kind of annoy me. Yes, but it quickly, to, to me. No, and then, he, and then he, he earned those boos. He earned the boos. Yes. Yeah. He earned the boos, and... Like that, and that, like when we got to that point, I was like, "Yep, yeah, go." Have for we it. ever had a player who has returned to the Grizzlies? A former player who has returned to the Grizzlies who has been booed. I'm trying to remember when Powell returned. I think Powell, I, 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 and that, by the way, is like you, 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 again. I, you, I, I don't. I think that's wildly misplaced. Is that me lecturing? That's that is people who don't understand what Powell did for this franchise, and I honestly don't understand basketball. No. Well, and Powell was he Powell was underappreciated. He got a smattering of booze. Yes. He was not resounding no, no. booed, but I do think he got a smattering of booze. But Powell got booze at home when he was a Grizzly. I mean, there were yes, but that's that, that was that, that, that now was I'm talking some... about the return to Memphis booze. Yes, has anyone else gotten booed? That has returned to Memphis. I'm trying to remember other big returns. Like, obviously, Zebo, no. T.A. didn't play. Remember, he was on the sideline. Um, Conley didn't Conley, get obviously Why would didn't. he get booed? Mark didn't. Jay but- Will returned here, I presume, and probably wouldn't have been booed. But here's the thing. The reason you get booed, typically, if you are a player you who leave. once played for a home team, it's if you forced your way out. Yeah. You get booed 
if you left because you decided, and then people call you a, like, there's a player named in the NHL named John Tavares. Yes. And John Tavares played for the New York Islanders, and, uh, and then he jumped to the Toronto Leafs, Toronto Maple Leafs. And the truth of the matter is, right now, the Leafs kind of regret his contract. They gave him a massive contract. He's a Toronto guy. He came home. He was a superstar on the island. And uh, uh, I think it's 11 years later now, every time he touches the puck he in Long booed. Island, he gets booed. What, about the, what about the guy that the Sabres traded to the Eichel will always get booed, it, 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 but what about for the mil, the guy they traded to the Blues, uh, O'Reilly? Yeah, yeah. He does. He still get booed. He probably gets booed. That was, but if you forced your way out, but Jack, Jack kind of deserves. If you boost. forced your way out, you get booed. If you got traded over your own objection, you don't get booed, right? Like that's the sure. answer. And like I, Marcus Smart's not get booed in Boston. Has there ever been a Grizzly who has forced their way out? I mean, pow, pow kind of. Kind of, but, but only kind of. Like, yes, it was. There, is a, there were stories that Powell was, like, weeping when he was traded. Like, it was, it wasn't, I demand a trade. Rudy didn't even force his way out. And Rudy wasn't booed no. when he came back. Um, Rudy was traded for the. I mean, I guess you could make the argument Irison forced his way out. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but he never, he never, obviously. Right, never played so home we, game. we've never had this situation. No. Never, and of course, and here's but the But he didn't force his way out either. Dylan didn't force his way out either. Dylan, they, 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 so you normally wouldn't boo someone in Dylan Brooks' situation. Came, second round draft pick, busted his ass for you, had a impactful career here, became part of remaking the franchise, uh, took some very some some difficult years, and then, you know, uh, uh, the resurrection of the franchise helped set a tone, an edge, all of that, led you ba- helped, to, helped to lead you back into the playoffs, and then a mutual or parting of the ways. It was very clear the Grizzlies did not want to bring him back. That player would not normally get booed. To the extent that he is getting booed, and I do believe he will get booed, it will be eh, partly because of... I, th- I think to really be a part of this, like, let's just have fun and boo him. Yeah. He likes it. He's a villain. We'll have fun. It's a wrestling town. Let's do that. Partly, we'll be boo- some people will be booing out of frustration for all the stupid shots that he took during the course of his career, right? Because they were frustrated with the way he played anyway, right? I think some people will be booing what he did in the Lakers series. Yeah. I mean, he... Dylan has. Let's also not act like Dylan doesn't have stuff to boo on his resume. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but stuff to boo on his resume s- ab- that's directed at the Grizzlies. Uh, and then and well, okay. And then since then, so you got the Lakers stuff, and I think that was. But I mean, you could have you could have booed the Lakers stuff during the home games against the Lakers. They were think, booing him then. I think some people kind of did. And then uh, some people did. Then you. But then 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 also he took shots at the organization in his exit interview, and then he's taken some shots at the organization saying they have no swag, etc. since. But not much, honestly, mild. I mean, honestly, on the Dylan scale, like, I thought it was kind of a nothing mild. Burger. Kind of mild. I, I agree. So, kind of uh, a, a, I listener, think, a listener wrote in, I, and I don't recall, did we boo Jeff Green when he came back? I don't think so. I don't really recall. Again, the fact that I don't recall almost says no, right? I don't think we booed Jeff Green. I don't think people had that enough of a feeling, of enough passion about Jeff Green. Man, he was a frustrating player to watch. 
Man, does he look good off the bus, though? Um, so he looks like a basketball player. Uh, yeah, it's a new one, and I think, but I don't think people will boo him. And but I, I just don't think it's. I don't think there's to me. There's no real bitterness in it, and so it's fine. Anyway, that's the Dylan return. So we've got that one. Um, I guess the second most important return, the most important return is Ja, but the the event that we're going to be covering today at eleven thirty is Ja speaking to the media. What do you expect? I think it's going to be business like. That's my my suspicion. I think it kind of depends on who's in the room. Like, are there going to be like some national national ESPN people that 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 typically do we know is this going to so the last time he returned the way they did it was it wasn't in the room it was my understanding is at the podium or whatever like it's going to be in that room oh that's so much better yeah the last it, it keeps it from getting the last time yeah. they did it it was this scrum thing and I think at the podium is the right way. Well, I'm glad they're doing it at the podium. I'm glad you heard they're doing it at the podium. Um, I, th- I, I don't suspect- want to get your hopes up, though, and be wrong. That, but I was told it's going to be Because it was podium. awful last yes. time. Just per- well, and, he, and his performance was awful. Well, it's his, it, to, to, to pretend that this is just another shoot-around, which yeah. is sort of the way they did it, which is it, the, the way typically at shoot-around, the way what happens are a, a player will come over after practice, and they'll be just standing on the side of the court, and people will. That's why you can always hear bouncing basketball. That's why you can always hear bouncing basketballs. Whatever, and everyone's jammed together, and they're holding their their recorders over each other's shoulders, and they're shouting out questions. And it's really not pleasant. So, I kind of, I would have dreaded. Like I, I, I don't. I'm not look. I don't enjoy this thing because there's going to be all kinds of you know will there be gotcha questions or will there be you know that's why like i ask like who's in the room like i do think that matters i mean like so so at at the last scrum tim mcmahon i think asked some version of do you have a drinking problem yes i think that's a fair question and i thought i thought the way that he answered it so quickly and reflexively was like, and defensive was, was almost revealing in and of itself. It's a really intimate, personal question, like, you know, but we are talking about behavioral issues. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the work that he has done away from the basketball court to get him ready to play basketball. That's part of the story here. Normally, you wouldn't just ask an athlete do you have a drinking problem? No, but I mean, and the, and the other invas- part, the it two- seems invasive to me to ask that question in some yeah. ways, but to ask it in the circumstances does not seem invasive to me. No, I mean, the, in the first video, again, clear signs of intoxication. In the second video, clear signs of intoxication. It's part of the story. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Gabe asked me, Yesterday, he said the main thing I want God is for Ja to realize how big a star he is. I, I think John knows. I think how he's big aware. A star he is. I, to me, like where does change start? <laughs> the simple answer with you. Uh, no, that's true. But it also then starts with 
a some, recogn- some acceptance, sincere, recogn- yeah. some sincere understanding of your own role in and your own weaknesses that need to change. That 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 yeah, it's without an acknowledgement. That, it, it, you, there, there's there's no shot um, at change, and so I guess that's all I want to see. Like to me. John's reckless behaviors, and particularly those two gun videos, again, and I'm not trying to get into the whole debate about whether posing with a gun is, is you know, uh, well, there's, there's politicians in Nashville. Who, what, we under, be that as it may, that's what got him in problem. Those two videos, what happened was, John was out of control. Right? Yes, in the two videos, yes. It was an it was it was out of control behavior. It was it didn't matter that he understood or didn't understand how big a celebrity he was. It was out of control behavior. And so I don't know, like I don't need the details, like I go to a therapist twice a week or I'm, you know, whatever else, but you want some sense that that he has made real changes that involve more than just sort of saying I meditate. Yeah, the problem. I don't know how you get that. I don't know. That's the problem. It's like I don't necessarily think like there's. I don't think I'm going to be convinced one way or the other at a podium. No, I think it's going to be like it's. This is the classic. It's just going to take time and like. Of course, that's true. Words will only be words. All yeah. we can get today are words, and uh, and what hell? Think about a person in your life who has, uh, maybe they have substance issues, and maybe they have said, I'll never do it again, I'm sorry, whatever else. Oh, what? And maybe they do it again anyway. Because that's, change is hard. And so what matters is the behavior, not the words. The only thing that could happen today is that it is bad stuff, honestly, right? There's nothing good that can persuade you that, that he has changed. There are bad things he could say today or a bad tone he could strike that could persuade you that he is not or could yeah. make you worry that he is not. Don't you think that's fair? Like it's, 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 I, I, I hope he addresses all of this and handles it seamlessly and gracefully and people come away uh, feeling like, okay, well, that was good. Yeah. Now, now let's see what happens. The only way this could go badly the only thing that could really be the headline here is if he sounds defiant. Um, Some version of a repeat of the last one. Or of what Draymond Green sounds like yeah. every time he talks, right? If he sounds like that, um, then you might come away from it worried. So anyway, that's at 1130, and I'm sure people will be talking about it today. I'm sure national media will be here. Um, and so that is uh, the next big thing on the table and the third big thing on the table is the Memphis Tigers returning to uh, Memphis for the first time in practically a month. 30 days, I believe. Just unbelievable. Uh, to play Clemson. They last played Alabama State on November 17th. Tomorrow, 2 p.m., number 13, Clemson. Penny's, by the way, first game for Penny at FedEx Forum uh, this season, because of course he had to sit out the others. This is uh, supposed to be a whiteout. Clemson is nine and zero, oh, and they evidently they've sold out the two lower two lower bowls. Could be quite an occasion. Your thoughts? I mean, this is. 
I mean, this is the biggest home game, right, since the Houston, the Houston afternoon game two years ago. What was the Houston? What was the Houston game it was last the, year? Remember, it was, I mean, isn't every Houston yeah, game as big I mean, as they, this? I guess I don't know. I just felt like the Houston game last year wasn't. I felt like the big one was the one where it felt like if they won it, they got. <laughs> that was in. certainly a big one. But I mean, last year was big. Alabama was big, uh, like two years ago. Yeah. Um. In a way, this is not as big as the Houston game because the Houston game... It doesn't have was, the stakes. It doesn't because, have the stakes. But I would argue it doesn't have the stakes because you're, you've done better work. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it, that's exactly right. It doesn't have the stakes because you've done better work. What I would say is this, and I, a, 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 a version of this I've said before, this is the most excited or most optimistic um, you should be about the chances of a Memphis basketball team going deep into a tournament, having a team that could go deep into the tournament since James Wiseman's first year, James' only year, since the James Wiseman year, which turned out to be fool's gold. A, there was no tournament. Mm -hmm. B, there was no James Wiseman. Uh All of that. But there was a moment, you're beating Tennessee without James Wiseman when there was incredible optimism. And this is, I think, the most optimistic that we can feel since that, right? Yeah, I think that's more than fair. What sort of challenge does uh, Clemson pose? Uh, I mean, they're undefeated, uh, and it's not like they've scheduled their way to being undefeated. Um, probably stylistically. Um, yeah, I mean, they're deeply experienced, they're big, and they shoot threes. Yeah. And they don't turn the ball over. They don't beat themselves. Um P.J. Hall is going to be, like, if Malco fouls out in 11 minutes again, yeah. that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. Um, Joe Girardi, I think, is, I mean, we, we talked. I still cannot believe this kid's still I think he's 37. Uh, and, um, like, how, top how, many times has he been, team. how many times has he been considered and classified as a senior? Is it, um, how, if they win... I mean, it's not a rush the court situation if they win. Well, I mean, I also believe rushing the court also is dictated by how the game goes. If someone hits a big shot right. at the even end, then it's even then. If they win this one at the, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a rush the court. In fact, I don't think I've ever been a part of. I haven't a court storming. No, I certainly have been a part of a court storming, but not at Memphis basketball. It doesn't happen very often. When is even the last one? I went to one. I think Ole Miss beat Kentucky. Yes, in Oxford. In Oxford. I think I, there was a court storming there. It doesn't happen a lot in basketball. Um, obviously, you know, Memphis beating Tennessee in football was a, was a, a field storming. Uh, uh, Ole Miss beating Alabama in football was a field storming. I haven't been to a lot of field or court storming. So 97 Florida, didn't you cover that Tennessee-Florida game? The I certainly did, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. obviously had to be one. Um, yes, 14. But Memphis Stormings. I came in 96. The only storming that I think I have been a part of. Did they storm the field when they beat Mississippi State two years, whatever, three years ago? I don't think so. I have no recollection of a storming. No. I don't, I don't really did they, did, they didn't storm when they beat Ole Miss in, in Paxton's year. I thought they did that year. Did they? I think they did that year. They stormed? I'm pretty sure they did on that one. Anyone out there? Did we storm? T- let, let, t- uh, t- tweet at us. At Jeff, G-E-O-F-F underscore Calkins. What an awful name to have to mm-hmm. spell. 
C-A-L-K-I-N-S. Uh, I don't have recollection of many stormings, and I don't have a recollection. I just thought I remember the picture. I don't have a recollection of a single basketball storming. I, I, that, as soon as you said that, you're like, now, now I think about it. Isn't that interesting? Like, they beat Louisville? Like, and I've, they didn't storm. Then maybe it's because Memphis, the only, like, Memphis thinks they're good. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they're not no, good. They're, but there but is because a... they think they're good, you only storm someone when you pull off some incredible upset. And Memphis thinks, well, you know, I don't need to storm our court. We don't need to storm them. We don't need to st- Maybe if they played Kentucky and Cal, they'd storm. Well, I think it's also it's a kind of a byproduct of the, you know, a lot of the quote-unquote big games have been away from home, either neutral sites or whatnot, and then it's kind of a byproduct of, Typically, the, the the conference schedule kind of stinks. Well, it's great to have a uh, big game here in Memphis. It is too bad uh, for the TV viewers that it is on ESPN Plus, um, or for for casual Memphis fans. But if that forces more people, this is a point Jason and John have made. If that uh, or motivates more people to actually get to the game because they don't have ESPN Plus or because they they want to be a part of it. Uh, I guess that's a good thing. I don't think that's really a sign of people hating Penny, Way, Penny Hardaway that it's on ESPN Plus. No, I think that's a sign people, of the, the conference contract. Yeah, so um, that's just... And then bowl, uh, they have bowl, uh, whatever, commitments. Yeah, so um, so there you go. We have... Uh, but it is a uh, between between all and and by the way we got more of this to come because then we got Jaws actual return next week and then we've got well you've got we've got the return got to the two. floor and then we have the actual home return yes there's two the next year next next week we've got the return to the floor and then we've got his return to FedEx Forum I do think it's interesting I think two things have happened while he's been away lots of things have happened while he's been away one is not winning there's been some resentment clearly about the fact that his activities led to part of this, sure. right? There's been a, and we've heard of this sometimes when we've opened calls, when we open phone lines. And like, honestly, I'm, I'm in the camp of, I, I don't think that's like, you're in the wrong if you feel that way. Like, I no. think you're justified feeling but, that. So that's one thing that's happened. But then I think the, I think the greater thing that has happened is more powerful than that. Is just the oh my god! I can't wait till he's back. Like, oh yeah, but like think, oh my god! Please, we need him back. Like we've been through a lot of emotions. We, we, with we this. just want him back. Like just come back. Let's get. Let's be good again. Let's be respectable again. Let's be fun again. All is forgiven. The prodigal Grizz, uh, you are back. We wrap our arms around you, and and so I think th- there has definitely been that strain of resentment there. But I think more to that is just is it's going to be like picture of the fan base and Ja rushing across a field mm-hmm. and meeting in the middle mm-hmm. and uh, and I think there's much more of that sentiment uh, than anything else. I think it is this is long awaited. This is a long awaited moment, and I for one am glad that uh, we're going to hear from him again about something other than checking a basketball. Although I may ask him just for kicks. Is the best way to check a basketball with a bounce pass Correct. or a chest pass? Yeah. <laughs> to, or, or, like, and I maybe ask, like, oh I've got a basketball God. here. Could you yeah, show could me? You, yeah, I brought, I brought a basketball. Yes. Could, could we? Could we? Uh, I didn't quite have all the all the How details do you check earlier. In? How do you check? In? Yeah. Oh my God! All right, Jason Smith coming up next. Then we have Chris Harrington, uh, and uh, and, a, and, a, and a very full day of Memphis sports. 
Um, if you are, uh, I was mentioning how difficult um, this time of year is, and it is, it's stressful. Um, so if you want a shopping experience that will bring gladness to your heart, uh, go to Oak Hall this weekend because that is a place that will bring, I really love, I love the fact that they have these college students, uh, they're elves, um, doing all the unbelievable doing, rappers, hand, handing all I mean, they're, they're some, of the, some of the best rapping I've ever seen. Some of the best rapping I've ever seen in your entire life, and they're filled with joy. It's like it's just wonderful. Um, and as I've said, I told a story earlier. Went to a wedding this weekend. There's my brother Ben. He's the groom, and uh, what is he wearing? He's wearing a Peter Millar quilted jacket that I got him for Christmas, and I'm like, that is a winner. And uh, that's what you want on the holidays. You want to get something that someone is going to absolutely love and they're going to love it on the day they open it up and that's great but you're going to know that on their wedding weekend or whatever else it is they're still putting that on and they're thinking about you and it is a gift that you don't want to run to get something trashy just to have something to put under the tree get something of surpassing quality that's going to improve their life that's going to make them look their very best um i'm telling you uh you can't go wrong with a visit to Oh, call. All right, we got to take a break. Jason Smith coming up next. It is Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Wendy's Peppermint Frosty and Frosty Cream Cold Brew make the perfect gift for anyone in your life, especially for you. Yeah, this year you're sitting on your own lap and getting yourself what you want, finally. And if you need a little more pep in your step, get yourself a refreshing Peppermint Frosty Cream Cold Brew. Or you can give it to your mom. Whatever. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Vanilla Frosty is temporarily unavailable. People who come to Cricket stay with Cricket. Just like our customer, Jaren. I'm the singer and guitarist in a band, and I use my Cricket phone for everything. It's basically like another band member. Don't miss a single beat. Switch today and get a free Samsung Galaxy A14 5G. Smile. You're on Cricket. Real customer paid for testimonial. Must bring your number to Cricket on up to a $60 a month voice plan depending on device. Select models only while supplies last. First month service charge and tax to its sale. Cricket 5G requires a compatible device and is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See store for details. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast, minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. This holiday season, all your wishes are coming true on FanDuel. It is America's number one sportsbook. Official part, betting partner of the NFL. It's safe. It's secure. You get your money fast. And right now, new customers over at FanDuel get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. Get any winning, place any winning funny $5 money line bet, and you get $150 in your account to bet however you wish. Spreads, player props, over-unders, whatever. Again, it's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Just got to go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. That's the promo code to unlock this offer. Must be 21 or older and present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, it's time to define luxury in a new way. At every turn, you'll find audacious design, state-of-the-art technology, and exceptional hospitality. We are dedicated to crafting the world's best vehicles, matched by an extraordinary sales-to-service experience for our owners. Prepare to be noticed in the 2023 Genesis G70. This sporty sedan is a force to be seen. We'd love you to explore the 2023 Genesis GV70 with a class-leading 300-horsepower engine or the available 375-horsepower twin-turbo V6 for terrains from concrete jungles to mountain roads. It's a new beginning for a new generation. Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, 1870 Covington Pike, or visit us online at memphisgenesis.com. Estimated horsepower based on premium fuel ratings. Use of regular fuel will result in reduced horsepower. See dealer for complete details. Dealer stock only. Wow, it's holiday time already? Be the envy of everyone and get all your holiday shopping done at Massage Envy. Massage Envy has gift card bundles for massage and facials, gift baskets, and more. Stop by any Massage Envy location and they will be glad to help organize your holiday list. Four locations to serve you. Collierville at Carriage Crossing, Poplar at Exeter, Midtown on Union, and Germantown Parkway. Or call 901-290-2234. Santa needs a new set of wheels, and he's going to Sunrise Chevy Buick GMC. Sunrise has hundreds of new and used cars and trucks. This time of the year, Santa's a little strapped for cash, but Sunrise has financing with no money down on approved credit. The home of guaranteed credit approval, that's good, because feeding all these elves, Santa's credit's not so hot. A $6 million used car inventory, find new roads, sunrisememphis.com, 3D5 in Houston Levy and Collierville. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. 
so you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This holiday season, Capital One reminds you to give yourself the gift of 1.5% cash back with the Capital One Quicksilver card. Can I earn 1.5% cash back on birds? Birds? What if you sent your true love to turtle doves plus a partridge in a pear tree? Sure. But why would anyone want that? The song was very convincing. Earn 1.5% cash back on all your holiday purchases with the Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's football season, and the NFL is in full effect on the free Odyssey app. We're heading into the final stretch of the regular season, and the playoff picture is starting to come into focus. Whatever team you're rooting for, the free Odyssey app has you covered with the local talk and your team's podcasts. Plus, listen to play-by-play of every Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night game from Westwood One. If you're looking for the NFL, it's all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and search for your favorite team. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Zero in on a win with Southland Casino and Pepsi Zero Sugar. You could win an Audi each day from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. December 28th through December 31st. Win your share of $440,000 in free play and prizes, including an Audi Q3, Q5, Q7, and even an Audi Q8. Earn entries daily. Zero in on a win at Southland. See the Lucky North Club for details. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Audi is not a sponsor. See SouthlandCasino.com for official rules. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Listen, if you listen to the gambling spots on this uh, station, we hope that you uh, find the place you want to place your bets and have fun with it. A lot of people here at the station certainly do. There's about 5% of the people who bet who struggle with it. Spend too much time, too much energy, too much emotion, too much money on gambling. And for those people... I really would refer them to the gambling clinic. I know some of the folks over there, and they're honestly terrific people. Um, they're not... They, they describe themselves as gambling neutral. They're not like, gambling is a sin. No. They want to work with you uh, to help uh, you get control uh, and put gambling in the proper perspective in your life, whatever that means. The idea is 10 to 12 weekly sessions. Uh, they've been doing this for literally decades now um it's of course uh it's all very private and um and they can help you figure it out so if someone in your life uh is a little out of control with their gambling i really would urge them to get in touch with the gambling clinic the gamblingclinic.com joined now by jason smith jason smith every single day jason and john every single day from 11 until 2 now jason i know we like to have fun with our uh you know, with with torturing our colleagues as they follow their football teams and their miseries as their teams endure certain miseries. But you had to be happy for John Martin last night, who was in attendance as his Raiders scored 63 points 
uh, against the Chargers. That was in a meaningless game. That must have been a blast. Yeah, I mean, I, it, considering the fact that I had to talk him into going when when uh, on our show. I mean, John was down in the dumps. This. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My listeners who 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 were who were tuned in yesterday certainly heard John debating to start the show off whether or not he was actually going to show up. And I told him basically, I mean, to, to, long story short, to man up. And that, that right now he was living out the dream because with a, with a second child on the way, with a family that's already saying, John, where you at? You've been gone for a week. You've been out in Vegas. He's going to have to get back to reality very soon. And so he needed to follow through is what I told him, Jeff, on the chance to see two NFL games, in what five days back to back, and to see his team out there, and what the, uh, even after coming off, not scoring five days, uh, five days earlier, and look what it produced. Uh, by the end of it, by the end of the show, he had bought the ticket. He had taken my advice. Wow! And I didn't. Got, this got, all happened live. And he, yeah. And, and he got yes, it happened live, and he got a franchise record, uh, sixty-three points. He was in heaven yesterday because apparently he had been it been years, uh, I guess, since he or maybe. Yeah, I think years. He'd seen one Raiders win in person, and so it had been years. He'd, he'd taken a bunch of losses, you know, firsthand, and and we're happy uh, that he felt he followed through on the plan and, and got a franchise record. Well, I was happy for him yesterday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was tweeting by the end last night. This is, the, this is the best yeah, day of my I just, life. I just it, want, now I just want him to come to work, Jeff. I don't want him to over and uh, over have overindulge last night. Because you, if you read his Twitter, he said he was going to go get drunk yep. as, as drunk AF. Uh-huh. I just I just need him to show up this morning and finish out this Friday, just hoping he didn't overindulge. I'm hoping uh, to hear from him at 11 o'clock. So um, I will point out, it is interesting. Jeffrey had said to me, um, when, when he said, that's something I wouldn't be able to get away with. <laughs> Going to Las Vegas oh, for 10 thousand, days? A thousand percent. Isn't like that this a, kind he, of he amazing? He will not be able to get away with it again once he has this second child if he wants to keep a relatively <laughs> healthy marriage. And so I told him, you better go live out the dream and we'll live it all through you. And, and surely you'll get a better performance than what you got, you know, in that Minnesota game. And, and I'll be doggone that. It, it, frankly, he should have witnessed not just the franchise record score and 63 points felt like they were scoring every time you looked up, but also the death of it and something we've been calling for of the tenure of one Brandon Staley. That that should be done in terms of the Chargers coach. One what an embarrassment. What an embarrassment. One would think. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's funny. One of my, uh, my, oh, my, when my friend Charles gave a commencement address recently, one of the things he was thinking, I don't know if he included this in the address or not. One of the pieces of advice he was given was, was to people to show up, to go, to like, if you're on the, like go, go in person, go do things, go do, do the interview, go do whatever, just go to the party you're invited, like go. And it's easy to not. Right. And, um, it's easy Our to talk notions. Yeah, talk uh, there's some fear, whatever it is, keep us from. Oh, it's going to be too expensive. Oh, well, I, we'll we'll do it next year. Well, you know, I'll plan it down the line when we don't know. You know, literally from day to day, if we're ever going to be able to do that. So uh, Charles is absolutely right. I mean, in the end, and and frankly, it's a it's a lesson I've sort of you know sort of uh, had underlined here in my life with the with the loss of my mom in October. Uh, this this opportunity to have my dad back here in the States. I mean, he's going to finish it out in Belize and we've got him till the end of the month. But back to your point, man, I'm trying to, you know, hang out every chance I get with him Thursday night footballs over at Bayou just because of that, because of that Calkins, because it's, it's about the experiences and those moments in the end, that's what you have. And you hope you, you hope you have a ton of them that make you, 
you know, feel warm as you're, uh, you know, at toward the end, because that's what that's what life's all about. I'm sure I didn't expl- explain no. that nearly as well as you would have. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I think it's even more important as people just it's tempting to retreat into our screens. We can now bring so much into our houses you know, on our screens or on our. And this kind of relates to tomorrow with the Memphis Tigers uh, when uh, people are going to. It appears that people are showing up for this Memphis Tigers game against Clemson, against nationally ranked Clemson. Um, I don't know. Like we were thinking, biggest game since, and I, I you know, I, any of the Houston home games are just as big or bigger than this game. But yeah. Um, so how would you characterize this game? Um, there, I mean, there, there are so many factors that make this, the, you know, the, potentially the perfect storm for Memphis and, and Penny to have the kind of crowd he's, he's hoping for. One, you guys have mentioned it, his first game this season there at FedEx Forum. Um, you know, there's what the Tigers have done against this schedule, particularly getting coming off what was clearly and is going to be uh, may end up being one of your most, you know, your most impressive win on the resume. But the fact that you were able to go into College Station and get that win in Texas A&M, by all analytical standards, is going to stay up there. And so it's what you're coming off of. But it's also, as I pointed out to Jeffrey on his show yesterday, it's what Clemson's done. You know, we, this was a Clemson team that you had, you know, hopes for in terms of when your resume building and having Clemson on the schedule, you, you hoped was going to be a solid team that would make the tournament this year coming off NIT last year. Well, it's set up perfectly. They're coming in here 13. And so I, I can't remember what Alabama was ranked a couple of years ago. And I know in terms of when we saw the attendance on that, that, that game, um, we said, whoa, whoa, thought there was more than that. But I remember the atmosphere and John Martin was, uh, told us all about it because I, I, if I recall correctly, he was sitting, you know, front second row for it. Um, that atmosphere was pretty electric because that Alabama team was ranked and it was sort of the same thing. You felt like, okay, you can get a big one here in terms of a, 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 a win that can move the needle with the selection committee. So, yeah, take all the Houston games, probably go back to the Alabama game. Maybe you'd have to go back to the Tennessee game here before that just in terms of what the, the way it could feel in there. It should be electric. You got both of the uh, – most of the lower – you got the lower bowl sold, the club level sold out. Hopefully the you know the, the the terrace level will be relatively full and yeah man for the for the the guys that haven't seen it whether it's Rick Stansberry or Javon Quinterly the, and all these new guys um, you feel like that can give them an advantage obviously and and they've been on the road for what a month now thirty days or whatever it is um, it just feels like there's there's all the perfect ingredients to have a pretty electric atmosphere in there tomorrow and you think about the advantage it could be for the Tigers uh, there's also this. You know, and, and I would tell you that Penny, when his teams have been in sort of this disrespected position, whether it's not in the rankings and playing well or maybe having a little bit better team than, 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 than we think, as opposed to the ranked squad that wants all the smoke and thinks it can knock off, I just think Penny's teams have performed better in this spot. And clearly, Penny, he said it on our show, he said it all week on the players. I think the fan base, feels disrespected in terms of not being in the rankings and the different. I mean, if there is a difference, what maybe there hasn't been that, but it's real this time. Memphis should be in the rankings. So I think some of that pent up frustration in terms of, you know, we're, we're, we're not getting the credit we deserve here for this seven and two record with this schedule, what 13th or 14th toughest in the country. I think that's another factor that could add into, man, I'm going to get down there tomorrow, support this team, give pity what he wants and, and try to cheer this team, you know, through two of its uh, most important games the rest of the way over the next two. We'll see what Tuesday looks like against Virginia. Cause again, that's a, that's a, that's a week night, but you figure Saturday at two, it's going to be pretty electric in there with all these, uh, you know, with all these ingredients. It's amazing how quickly it's turned. Like literally 
it was just the other day, it feels like, that people were really worried after the loss to Ole Miss, the close win, the struggle over VCU. Then, But then you got Texas A&M, massive upset there, massive win there, and then you got the Tomlin news. <laughs> like, th- this year, it feels like we've... Well, the, the yeah. level of optimism right now is as high as it's been all year, basically a week after... There will uh, there was a there was a level of skepticism about this. It's a, it's quite the roller coaster, isn't it? Well, it's too, especially with the games. I mean, you 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 talked about this. VC, you could have won that game in regulation. Got missed a, a well, layup, a you know, layup make a layup at the end of regulation. But it's it's the way you then you know you finish off that one. Sure, whew, but it's the way you went into College Station, the way you played in that game against a team that I've talked about all week is essentially you know built to beat a down a team like Memphis, especially one that's thin in the front court as Memphis was. And then you get into the foul trouble, Malco's out, and yet Memphis was still able to again control that game, throw away those last you know that last minute when they were turning the ball over. That game was under their control. You played their style, so it was the way you played it. I think that gives you number one so much confidence. You know about the rest of the way. And when that thing is running through Quinterly, when David Jones is on, when Caleb Mills is sacrificing, but then again hitting big shots when you need him to, you feel real good about that. There, there's there's that part of it. But then I, I think too, also when you you sort of transition it forward and look to the kind of fit potentially, because we need to keep saying that we thought Jordan Brown at least on paper was going to be a good fit, um, but Naquan Tomlin plays a different style. And one that after you've seen nine games of the way Memphis plays, seemingly he could fit right in, feels like an upgrade. So you add the two things together. And, yeah, Jeff, very quickly we go from, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? Man, they they aren't fulfilling expectations. There's too much talent on this team playing to play like that to, oh, my gosh, feels like ceiling is as high, you know, as it's ever been under Penny. And I'd go back to it's it's you're feeling a similar way to the way you feel after you beat Arkansas. And you're going into that title game in the battle for Atlantis thinking, my gosh, Memphis could be one of the elite teams in the country. I think we're back there with the way Memphis played against Texas A&M and what's potentially to come with Naquan Tomlin. You're back to feeling giddy again. Oh, man, Memphis has got a a chance to prove it's it's one of the best teams in the country and may very well be. So what do you make of this matchup? Clemson's just not going to – you said that they're not going to beat themselves. And so – but but here's the thing. You could, I, I could see a, a scenario where Memphis runs them off the floor, too. Because, again, this is not a Clemson team that's, that's going to turn you over. In fact, they're one of the worst in the country at doing that. What they're not going to do is beat themselves. They're going to knock down threes. P.J. Hall is an All-American or certainly playing at an All-American level. I think he's fourth on Ken Palm right now in terms of player of the year uh, 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 running. For right now, he is. I mean, he could do a little bit of everything. Penny talked about that with us. Can shoot it, can rebound, can do everything. But, but again, you know, uh, give me a, a defensive game plan, put it on Penny and say, okay, shut down the best player, at least slow him. I mean, we saw it last game with Wade Taylor the fourth. You know, Memphis, again, when, when charged with devising a plan against a great player, has done pretty well in these instances. And so um, it's going to be about, you know, Memphis not – I suppose, but you know, not being overly generous with turnovers and everything else. Don't, don't, because Clemson's not going to beat itself. And, and again, frankly, that should be easy because it's, again, it's not a Clemson team that's going to lay a lot of pressure on you and turn you over. So, um, as long as the shots are falling and you listen, role players play better at home, uh, stars play better at home. And if those shots are dropping for Memphis, like I, I got a feeling they will be tomorrow. There's a chance they run Clemson out of the building because they're not overly athletic. They're a three-point shooting team that's going to play the right way, not turn you over. And if you're running and gunning and turning and finding a way to turn them over, I think Memphis rolls. I got a feeling it's going to be a good day in there tomorrow. 
by the way, we were we were contemplating of whether it would be a court storming day, and I didn't think so. And I was trying to remember because nah. I I didn't. I, it occurred to me I didn't. I don't have any rem- memory of any Memphis basketball court stormings that I have ever covered. And then <laughs> we were thinking about football. And I've uh, let's see. Zach Hunter tells me that people definitely stormed the field in Paxton's win against Ole Miss. Jeffrey remembered that too. So that uh, I mean, football, I'm not down on the field. I'm up in the press box. Um, and then Trey S tells me they stormed the court against Louisville in February of 2004. Louisville was ranked number six. That may be. Um, this isn't like that, but this is certainly a big game. And I, what, what to me, what it is, it it just it can. It can continue the momentum of a program that feels like it's one that could make a deep run in the tournament. I guess that's what well. I mean, it was it was year six for Cal that it took off, and we've compared the records of Penny and Cal the first five years, and they're both. I mean, it's almost identical in terms of NIT championship and appearances and what you've done with your two appearances in the tournament, and it took off for Cal in year six. There's there's a great possibility with the with this team he's assembled. Um, that that it could be taken off for Penny in that way too, where you're breaking through to a second weekend and maybe more. Uh, all right, we got Dylan coming back, and we've got Ja coming back. Do you have particularly strong feelings about either one? I I, I have I, I don't love these sort of this this. I'm, I, what I love is that Ja's coming back. <laughs> you know, where we all we, I, we got to go through this of having him answer and process. whatever else. Process. It is. It's just part of the process. I don't think it's particularly um, fun, honestly. It's not fun? No, no, no. None of us are looking forward to this or, or want to be the one that has to ask him the question. Okay, what'd you learn? Okay, John. Right, what, I mean, what, yeah. what now? Nobody wants to be that guy, and and, and there's probably a good chance. Nobody locally will have to be because it's the national guys or whether it's the McMahons or the Baxter Holmeses that are asking them those questions. Because, again, they're trying to probe deep, get themselves a nice deep story for ESPN.com. We understand all that locally. You know, we, we understand what Jaws been through. We understand the mistakes he's made. We've all said our piece on it. And so nobody, it's not fun. It's kind of like having to pull a tooth. But again, it's necessary. And Ja is a professional. And right. I go back to last year when you're dodging the questions, you don't want to answer them after games, and you're leaving Bain and Jaron up there to do it for you. This is a part of the process, and it certainly is for a face of the franchise. And so there's no part of me either that feels sorry for Ja that he's got to do this. This no. is all part uh, of it. I agree. And, and, and what you hope to hear more than anything else, and it's probably tone more than anything, it's just an understanding of the gravity, that he understands the gravity of his mistakes. And that, it, right? I mean, there, there's no perfect thing he's going to say that's going to make us all say, oh, Josh figured it out. It's because that's going to be determined once he's on a basketball floor and hopefully staying on it. But I do think tone, I think the, that's you know, exactly. and, and you're, the Grizzlies didn't do him any favors that one time because it felt like you had him back up against a wall and everybody's around him. So it kind of puts him in a defensive position. Hopefully he's up on a podium. He's taking the questions and more importantly than anything else, he is, he, he understands the gravity of his mistakes and that the fact is, I'm a corporation. I'm the leader of this franchise. I cannot act in that way. It's hopefully, you know, it's not a defensive, oh, they were out to get me. Because, again, then you're giving, you're allowing this to continue. The way you put it to bed, say what your, you know, say what your PR team, what Team Moran is telling you to say today, uh, frankly. Say you understand everything, not going to do it again. And, frankly, you know, get back out on the court and get this team out of it. Because I, it, 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 the play-play time is over. You know, the the time for defensive Ja is over. It's time for Ja to be back on the court, be a professional, and move like one. This is really kind of his third time. Because there was the one 
There was the national tele- television ESPN with Jalen Rose one, right? There was oh, that that's one. Way, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That one, was yeah. horrible just because it was so scripted. And then there was the one here, which was after the shoot-around, and that was one. He was, during much of it, he was fine, but then there were a couple incidences where he, uh, instances where he just very clearly was, was defensive. Um, and one of those was in response to a question that I asked about the other incidents, and he sort of said, yeah, it's going to come out. I don't no, nothing wrong with the, whatever, you know, that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so it just... It's, I, I think it's. I think you're exactly right, though. This is part of it that he created for himself, and he has to get through, and he has to get through it with grace and patience, and demonstrate. Listen, if he really has learned some things, he can he can put those things to work during this press conference today at eleven thirty, right? Like about a thousand percent. So. And, and really, I mean, body language. It, more poorly, I get. I'm telling you that what he says than the words themselves is just you know. Body language can do so much of it, and and if it's if it's a a, a a job that's talking about accountability and responsibility, and this is on me, and talking about you know what, I, I frankly, there's a good chance. I mean, he doesn't have to to say this or voice it, but understand that there's a good chance this is a wasted season, mostly. And, and we can talk about the injuries, and that's a big part of it, and uh, the misses on the wing and everything else. But we're here. This franchise is down bad. Look at what's happened in terms of the the place the FedEx form has become because of his decisions. And so he's got to, you know, understand that this season could already be lost, you know, in terms of because of what you what you decided to do in terms of off the court decisions. And so hopefully it's a job that understands all that gets it. Um, I don't care about I'm sorry. He said those. It's about understanding the the gravity again of the mistakes and, and and and. uh, at least committing to, uh, to uh, committing to not doing them again. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Take care, brother. Uh, Jason, John, every single day from eleven to two. Uh, John will be talking at eleven thirty, and so I'm sure they will bring you uh, uh, the guts of what Ja has to say today. So do not turn that dial. Um, all right, we got Chris Harrington coming up next. Um, before then, I will tell you. This would be a great weekend to get to Bounty on Broad. You got family coming in. Hey, you can do all the cooking yourself if you want, or you can say, you know what? Let's head on out and have a family-style dinner at Bounty on Broad. Uh, get the Brussels. Get the uh, get the uh, get the uh, absolutely get the fried oysters. Uh, get the pork belly confit. Get whatever floats your boat. But it's got a fabulous menu. It's a uh, Bounty is a in a in a refurbished, renovated, beautifully restored two-story building on Broad Avenue. You can walk up and down Broad Avenue and get some Christmas shopping done and then duck on into Bounty on Broad, and um, it's got a vibrant, joyous atmosphere. The food is absolutely spectacular. And uh, so if you're looking for a place to take the family um, anytime, in the uh, in the next few weeks, as people are home for the holidays, Bounty on Bounty on Broad would be a great place. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 